This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. We're back. And this time, we're pissed off. I'm not sure about what. Well, I am sure about what. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, we got plenty to be pissed off about. And so we are. Uh, 888-727-BECK if you're pissed off as well. Uh, Washington Post editors were uh, scrambling earlier today because a story was accidentally published that declared Joe, Joe Biden's presidential candidacy. They're, you know, they're preparing for all contingencies, and somebody actually published something that was just written in just in case. Uh, with Triple X showing in certain areas where details were to be added, uh, the piece was obviously meant to be a, just a draft, but uh, somebody hit the wrong button. Once the error was discovered, published with an editor's note reading, uh, This file was inadvertently published. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't mean to publish this one, uh, which makes you feel good about the, the Washington Post, and you should. <laughs> I mean, no, but what, <laughs> they all happens, know either he's going to announce or he's not, so they have yeah. to be prepared to run at something. The, you put it up; it's in a draft form. Someone clicks right. publish by mistake. It's not that big a deal. Um, it would be at some point interesting, you know, if we could get to the point where we're getting an announcement. Um, uh, yeah, I would like Joe that. Biden. Uh, I would like that. One way or the other, so we can stop the speculation. Yeah, because honestly, do it. it's honestly not all that important, but I'm sick of talking about it. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's tired a, of hearing about like, it. All right, Joe, just get to it. Come on. I, don't, I, I kind of feel like he's not going to run. I don't know why. Do you really? Yeah. Again, uh, you know, who knows? But Who's going to make an announcement that there's no big announcement? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my prediction. I don't know. I, I, look, I could be totally wrong on that. I, I, for some reason, like... Every time they announce it, he's going to announce in 48 hours. He's going to annou- and then they say, "Well, not 48 hours. He hasn't actually made his announcement yet. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, anything. He hasn't even made his announcement. There's no way we could know it's coming in 48 hours because he hasn't made his decision yet. And it's like, I mean, at some point you just run out of runway, right? Yeah. I don't know when the, the first filing 
uh, deadline. I feel like it's end of this month or early next month. Can you look that up, Jeffy? Uh, just type spoons he's, he's about 12, 12 or 15 times, and you probably will come up. Spoons. Mm-hmm. Spoons. Uh, you might put in. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, put in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see if we can find that, because that's, that's his, his that. deadline deadline is that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, not, if you're not actually in the race in certain states, it's going to be hard to win the nomination. Yeah. So at yeah. some point, he's going to actually have to file in those states, and at that point, I guess it's locked in, but... I don't know. That's kind of the only real natural deadline. <laughs> he can really wait forever. Yeah. That's what makes me think he's not doing it, though. It's like, if you want to do this, you've got to be excited. You've got to have your, your team all put together. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't seem into it. And, look, there's nothing that can prepare you for the you know, personal tragedy he's gone through this year. I mean, no. there's no way. There's so, that, and there's Hillary. But you there's, know? Yeah, there's also she's Hillary. She's in the way. I, I, he, yeah. I don't think he wants the embarrassment of losing. Yeah. He's lost her. a lot of times, man. He has. He's yeah. lost a lot I mean, of freaking races. Every single time he runs for president, he's, uh, like, uh, crushed early. Yeah, I mean, and think about this. It would be as if, let's say, Donald Trump wins the nomination mm-hmm. and picks Jim Gilchrist Morlinson as his vice president. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Biden was a complete zero in that race. He was mm-hmm. destroyed in the presidential race when he ran last time. No one cared about him at all. He was like 1% the whole time. Mm-hmm. He was that guy who, if the field was larger, wouldn't have made the main table debate. That's who Joe Biden was yeah. when he ran and, for president. And that's who he has been since 1988 when he first ran. Yeah. I mean, every single time. Uh, now, does he win in uh, his Senate seat in Delaware? Sure. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a progressive state, and he's got nobody to challenge him. Uh, but as far as when it gets to a national election, there's no way the guy can win. Um, a guy who did win and uh, has been really silent, classily silent, ever since he left the presidency, uh, George W. Bush. Didn't speak out about... Uh, oh, no. Didn't speak out about Obama. No, wouldn't do that. The whole time. People tried wouldn't to goad him into doing it. He wouldn't goad do him it. into doing it. They, Obama was they dragging him through the mud. Right, and he never said a word. Wouldn't do that. Never you said a word. Wouldn't do it. He just is too much he's of a too presidential. He's oh, too. Yeah. He considers the office of the presidency to be such that he will not stoop, and it's tradition not to talk about the uh, sitting president when. You're an ex-president, nor are you going to get involved. You're involve yourself in the political process, right? Because I, I mean, I, you know, even to, you know, pick your Chuck Schumer. I haven't heard him bashing Chuck Schumer either. Or He's not a president. Harry Reid. Harry Reid. He doesn't or, step in to do anything about that. I haven't heard nope. him do anything. People are just trashing him, drink, uh, dragging him through the mud all the time. Bill Clinton, and just never, not a peep, never. After all these guys bash and bash and bash him. So who does he choose? He finally decided. He finally decided to step in, and good for him. Yeah. He's decided to step into a major political issue. And, you know, I, I assume Obamacare probably wants to make sure that that is not the policy of the land. Yeah, you would think, and but no. No. No, uh-uh. Huh. No. Okay, it's, it's probably not. then the war policy of this president or maybe the Democratic majority. No, that would make that, sense because he was a war president, uh, but no. Uh, he wants no. to take on the higher taxes mm. and increase mm. attacks on people no. who are creating jobs in this country. It's not that. It's not not that no no well, like, did he come up with that's so weird is it no i know what it is planned parenthood videos no, this guy no, cares no. about life and he's going to step into the political uh-huh. fray and make it makes sense but no 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 hmm. you know what it is what? the evil evil ted cruz that's who he's chosen to take on uh, i you want to talk about uh, what is wrong with this guy if i wasn't done with him before a hundred percent done i'm with him done with him to the millionth power now that's how I'm done with it I, w- I was done with him in 06 but i'm 
I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, Bush let hundreds let a hundred donors to his brother's campaign in on a little secret. Of all the Republican candidates, there's one who gets under his skin. It's Ted Cruz. I just don't like the guy. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> you know what it is? He's he's uh, he's uh, 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 he's uh, conservative. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. You know what I like is the uh, uh, the the uh, the progressive uh, Republicans uh, mm -hmm. who pretend <laughs> to be conservative, but it's what we do is we we call that compassionate conservatism. <laughs> I did that myself. Well, somebody taught it to me, and I, I tried to learn it. It's a lot of syllables. Uh, it's a lot, probably. It, it's a lot, and I, I think it's uh, it's multisyllables is what it is. It's multis. A sub syllabathon. It's uh, multi-syllabonomic. <laughs> really frustrating. I, look, I, uh, it's unbelievable. He's, I, he said uh, the tenor of what he said about the other candidates was pretty pleasant until he got to Cruz. Um, uh, Unreal. Cruz did respond, by the way, uh, and just tore him oh, to shreds. Tore him to shreds. Uh, just tore him to shreds. He ate him for lunch. Mm -hmm. Here's Actually, what he, said. he did Are you what ready for George this? Bush said. Uh, he was supposed to be doing. He did yeah. what George Bush said he stood for and was lying. That's mm -hmm. that's what Ted Cruz actually did. Here's his uh, vicious, brutal response. Okay, good. Here we go. I have great respect for George W. Bush and was proud to work on his 2000 campaign and in his administration. It's no surprise that President Bush is supporting his brother and attacking the candidates he believes pose a threat to that campaign. I have no intention of reciprocating. I met my wife Heidi working on his campaign, and so I will always... Be grateful to him. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> that is. What I, a vicious response. He's doing what Bush said he was. Yeah, he is. And he, look, I, he's what, classy to the end. I mean, if there's one thing you can say about Ted Cruz, it's he's classy. And I, I don't know where he gets this um, sort of reputation that he's angry or whatever. I, I keep hearing that I, I think he should be less angry. Heard some of that around him when we were uh, with him, and I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever heard him be angry. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I will say, he also has a little bit of what Bush did there, which is he says the same thing that I'm never going to go after another can't, Republican. He goes after Mitch McConnell all the time. Well, you know, like yeah, I, he will I, tell and, the truth. And look, I, that's what I like about Cruz. So I'm not discouraging that activity. Yeah. It's just that you know. It, it, I guess everyone has their, their little place. Everyone, you know, like we, Cruz actually has a legitimate problem with the way Washington runs, where Bush doesn't. Bush wants the same sort of crap that goes mm -hmm. that's been going on, and his family's been pouring on our heads for the past uh, 30 years. Thanks for that. It was wonderful. Get out. Yeah. I want somebody doing it differently, and Cruz is actually offering to do it differently. He's not only threatening his brother's campaign, he's threatening, he's threatening the way things have been done. Yep. And Bush wants them to continue. Uh, you know, sadly, the guy who who was supposed to come in as this great conservative hope, as we know, was not that guy. Um, and uh, he proves it again here. Now, look, there is some level of what Cruz said that's actually legitimate, which is it is his brother's his brother's freaking running for president. Yeah. You know, but it, it would be different if he was out there saying, look, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. He's just going after Cruz. And Cruz is the only guy threatening the establishment like this. Now, I mean, I, that's not to say that there are other people that uh, that I like that, you know, like I, there are other people that I like in the campaign. But Cruz is the one with the biggest balls. Yeah. And and he's the one best positioned. 
He's very well. Jeb is dropping like a rock. Jeb was down to I don't know four percent in one of the polls. He's at six or seven in some others. They're yeah, reporting he's, that he's cut staffers' uh, salaries are they around really? the country. Yeah. I hadn't seen. Wow. That. Um, the latest uh, NBC poll has him at eight percent. Okay, eight percent behind Cruz. Yeah, behind Rubio, behind Carson, behind yeah. Trump, and just ahead of Fiorina. And that's that's the thing. Cruz is well positioned right now, and uh, you know I get nervous sometimes because he. He's not in the 20s like like Trump and Carson are, but he just keeps adding a little bit at a time. He's 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 conducting this uh, steady campaign, this steady rise. He's gaining a little bit of momentum here, a little bit there. Mm -hmm. He's getting his name out there. He's building a nice war chest. He's got a really good strategy for how to get through all of the primaries and make it to Super Tuesday and beyond and win a bunch of those states. And and I think uh, George W. Bush probably knows that. He probably knows he's probably the biggest threat, even more than Trump, yeah, to, I, because he's far to the right of his brother. Yeah, obviously, except for Jim Gilchrist Morelandson. He's who, the biggest threat. Well, yes, because he well, he's has got him, everybody. over $8.36 in the bank right now. Well, he's got everybody where it is. And that's just he hard, that's hard money. That's hard, hard money. money. That's in there. He could he could withdraw it whenever he wants. Yeah. Well, not eight dollars well, and have, thirty six cents. He doesn't have an ATM card, so it ha it has to be during banking hours. But he can he can get sure. that money right whenever he and wants. That, I mean, he'll have to prove who he is in order. Yeah, people won't know who he knows is. who the no. hell he is. Well, that's that's the but. sort of that's the sort of thing that you uh, when you want to conduct a sneak attack, it's important. Yeah. To keep completely anonymous. And get this, he's got a super pack that uh, has over seventeen dollars and ninety five cents in it. Uh, that's seventeen ninety five. That, I mean, that's a combined super pack. Did you go on Snopes for that? Because I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't Snopes that. Probably false. <laughs> that's what they rated it. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have that much, or a super pack at all. Because <laughs> yeah, we would. He know may that. not have a super. No, pack. I don't know if he does. I mean, I I I haven't heard of one. By the way, in does. that poll, there were uh, five candidates with zero in the poll. <clears throat> five. Some of them good. Some of them bad. Rick Santorum. Zero. Oof. Lindsey Graham, zero. Good. George Pataki, zero. Yes. Jim Gilchrist Morlinson, zero. And right. sadly, and this one is bad. Is the sadly, I think the the most sad of the entire field there would be Bobby, Bobby Jindal. Jindal, zero. Wow. Um, now Jindal, I don't get that one. Yeah, I know. I don't get that one. Uh, at the same poll, though, had uh, Chris Christie at one, and uh, Rand Paul at two. It's starting to shake out a little bit, and it's weird. It is. Like the it's seemingly the candidates, uh, there's a bunch at the bottom that are kind of just. Done. It's seemingly done. I, I don't know. I mean, is Rand Paul going to be able to turn this around? No. We had a good interview. No, and that's okay. I'm kind of done with him, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of interesting. Your buddy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been attacking Cruz, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know. Hey, look, I, I, you're no allowed to attack Ted Cruz. I, that, there's no reason why you can't attack Ted Cruz. But you've got to have a good freaking reason to do it. You do. You know what? He does How about this? Find a reason why Ted Cruz is too liberal for you, and then I'll accept your attacks. Yeah. But everyone keeps attacking him on it. Well, he's too against the establishment. Well, uh, Tom Coburn was another one of these guys uh, who was a former senator from Oklahoma. Oh, the Cruz effect is what's ruining Washington. Oh, we yeah, can't right. do things the way we right. used to because of Ted Cruz. Good! We don't like the way you used to do it. It sucked! Mm-hmm.
Yeah, I, the, the whole point of having somebody uh, like Ted Cruz is to be able to change the way you've been doing it. All of you, all these people just need to get out. And Coburn luckily already is out. But it's like, just get out of the way. Let somebody else come in there and do something different, something that actually gets something done and is meaningful for the country and doesn't just pad your freaking nice little lifestyle you've created I, for I yourself. I think there's a serious jealousy factor yeah. that he's making an impact and he's super popular among conservatives and they can't take it. They can't stand it. It's driving them mad. And, you know, obviously that's the case with Rand because <clears throat> he wants the nomination and Ted Cruz is much closer to having it than he is. Yeah. Right, and look, he wants it. He's, he... he him and Cruz, at some level, were playing the same game, and Cruz has beaten him. Um, you know, right. that doesn't mean it's over. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, look, Cruz could fall apart. Uh, you know, at some point, somebody's going to fall apart in this race. Some one of these leaders, uh, whether it's, you know, Bush goes, finally crashes to zero, or Donald Trump goes away, or Ben Carson goes away. By the way, Ben Carson on the radio program uh, tomorrow um, for, we think, maybe the whole hour. He's going to be in studio with us, so don't miss that. That's, with Angie uh, Dickinson. With Angie Dickinson. Full hour. For the full hour. Ben Carson and Angie Dickinson for the full hour. <laughs> By the way, Angie. <laughs> Before we go to break, uh, Larry King, did you see any of the Dodgers games when they were in L.A.? No. He's got the prime time behind the catcher seat. Oh, no. So every time they take, you see Larry King just <laughs> there all the time. Really? Behind every pitch, every time they zoom in on a batter, it's just Larry King sitting there, never moving. I, I thought At one point, I thought we had lost him. Um, <laughs> he just sits there like a frog behind a plate, just Is waiting. Is he still on RT? He's on Russia Today. Is right? he? I, don't I think know. he still does like updates or daily I thought, I thought he did a the, daily thing for Russia Today. Did he, did that fall through? Did, did he stop doing that? You know, I'm he, not up to date he, on my Larry. He actually joined up with the enemy, which is kind of interesting. I haven't gone out of my Good way to him. listen to Larry in a while. Uh -huh. <laughs> Good for him. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More Pat and Stu coming up. You know what? No matter what challenges you think our country is is going to encounter, you need to be prepared. And we have the perfect way for you to get prepared, and that's with My Patriot Supply. This stuff. It's vacuum sealed. It lasts for 25 years. It's not a big bucket of rice or a big bucket of wheat. It's, uh, it's deliciousness that you just reconstitute with water, and it, and it tastes fantastic. You won't believe how good the chocolate pudding is. We were talking today uh, on the radio show. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, Glenn got into you know when mm. society breaks down. Uh, mm -hmm. He doesn't want to deal with no uh, running no toilets. Um, also, by the way, I just wanted to what he was doing when society breaks down. Right after, um, we need to be the Beatles because here comes the sun, uh, and we need to be the positive, positive. influence on the world. Yeah, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting back-to-back -back take there. Uh, but I mean, that, what I said in that point was like, look, I I don't I don't really think too much about it. I just let pa my Patriot Supply do the thinking for me. You call them up. You say, uh, look, I want the four-week food supply. It's 99 bucks. You get it. Incredible deal. They send it to you. They come in bags that are easy to store. You mm. don't have to think about it. Yep. Just get it done. You take this one step. And then when it comes down to you know, things going badly, you're, you're already covered. 888-893-9140 is the number. Limit two per household. Four-week supply of food. 50% off. It's just $99 with free shipping. 888-893-9140, My Patriot Supply. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, 
I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washer and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Hey, it's Pat and Stu. Triple eight seven two seven back. Hillary Clinton's critics immediately pounced uh, when the Democrat presidential candidate released a about a five minute video touting her accomplishments as Secretary of State. Now, when you ask the people, even her her staunchest supporters, hey, what you accomplish as Secretary of State? They can't give you a single thing. They don't know anything. Um, well, let's see. Got she got four killed. people killed yeah, in Benghazi good. when they did nothing. Well, I mean, it wasn't good for us, but it, them. it was no. good for the enemy. Right. I mean, it was. So that's good. Yeah. Technically, it's good for somebody. Uh, but here she is talking about her leadership in a call to service. Secretary of State is our lead diplomat. They have to have iron will. A vision for the future. The most important thing is being able to put yourself into somebody else's shoes. And nobody does that better than Secretary Clinton. She was the most dogged, determined Secretary of State I think I've ever seen. How many have you seen? Like one? The fact that she was willing to work for a former rival... Uh, President Obama. A rivalry that is one of the richest in American history. Working for the man with whom she once traded blows. That restored my faith in the political process. Wow. The world was in great trouble at the time that uh, Secretary Clinton came into office. Oh, now it's perfect. Our reputation was so bad. Are you serious? She was able to reverse that. Oh, really? She was able to restore the credibility of the United States. You even for her, yeah. that defies it's del- all logic, delusional. And all description. Delu- it is delusional. straight out delusional. I mean, it's, it's our our reputation with everyone is worse. Mm-hmm. Everyone, we we've lost all respect from allies. Our enemies don't think we can do anything about anything anymore. Russia went from this reset button to a, an actual cold war again, almost with us. I mean, well, it's a Cold War. If we, I mean, we, we could, we could literally be in a hot war with Russia and Syria. And they are, they, you know, it's a Cold War. Wow. In the, with the exception of we're not doing anything about it. In, right. in the Cold War, we right. were actually kind of fighting it in the cold way. Now we just sit here and let them roll all over us. That's our new policy. Uh, not to mention, uh, the rise of ISIS comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> yes. Not really. This Under is not her a, watchful care. Not a good record. Oh my gosh, uh, it's a, horrific. It's something that Libya. You, I mean, Libya went to hell. Yeah. Syria went to hell. Iraq. Afghanistan is still in turmoil. Uh, you name the country, and it's in turmoil. It's like, it's like Jeffy's resume. There's a lot of things you just leave off. Right. And I think as secretary, yeah. you just kind of leave off the secretary of state thing if you're Hillary Clinton. You know, I, was, I, I went on vacation. I traveled the world. 
Yeah, that's kind of how I would I would summarize. <laughs> right. I, I don't remember ever even having a job during that time. No, period. it was just you know what I just took some time off, wanted mm -hmm. to see the world. You yeah. know, I went around to a bunch of different places like Russia and. You know, some others, um, but I didn't do any. I wasn't working. I think I was paid. in France for a while. <laughs> that went really well. Uh, it's, it's that bad. I mean, that's amazing. Our allies hate us. Our, I mean, I, I, Israel, the, the relationship with Israel um, went into the dumper. It, it, according to some polls in Israel, Barack Obama and his administration have 4% uh, likability in Israel. Four. But again, we're bringing up Jeffy. That's Four. double what Jeffy has. But other than that, you're pretty much behind everyone. Well, he's got... Oh. He, he, in Israel? Some people no, say... globally. Oh, okay. okay globally. Okay. Some people, like, have said that his one of his children likes him. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not the children. It's, Some people no, have said it, but the, it's not, not the children. Not the children. No, I've been to Israel said. twice uh, in my tenure, and, uh, and I didn't do anything bad while I was there either time. So that's got to be better. Oh, than but two. you know what? You solved the problems over there. Look at how great it's they gotta are. Got to be now. better than two. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, the video plays up Clinton's vision and iron will, but also focuses on a role in enacting sanctions against Iran and promoting LGBT rights around the world. Is that what a Secretary of State is supposed to do? You oh, yeah. promote global warming LGBT, and LGBT that's rights? It. The only is two that, things you need to do. Global so warming, of? LGBT. Okay. All right. So demanding other countries have same-sex marriage as well, uh, whether they want to or not. That's While, she's it's, while it's a bedrock principle here at home to not have it. <laughs> yeah. It's important to go over. Yeah. Well, come on. That's ancient history. That oh, was in yeah. the 2000s. That was in the 2000s. Which is now what? In 2000s. It's 2000. 15. 15 now, yeah. So this, that was a full 11 years ago when she actually made that statement. Well, the bedrock principle was 11 years ago, although the support yeah. for traditional marriage was, was up at until least until 2013. 13. Yeah. So for that's it. two full years <laughs> of her 67, she's been a staunch supporter of same-sex marriage. Good for her. And there's more on her leadership and Iran sanctions. Uh, here's a look. America, Israel, and the entire international community must prevent Iran from acquiring a nuclear weapon. They have been on a super highway to create a nuclear weapon. Her ability to pull together all of the nations on the sanctions on Iran was a remarkable effort. She remarkable. played a critical role in getting particularly the Russians and the Chinese on board. A 12-2 Security Council vote to impose new sanctions against Iran is being touted here at the White House as the biggest diplomatic achievement. Give Hillary Clinton credit for hitting a half-court shot at the buzzer. <laughs> oh. Brother. We're talking about 27 nations in the EU, a number of other global nations, and it paid off. That is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Uh, I mean, really? Are we expected to... To swallow any of that? <laughs> um, wow. I mean, I guess it's 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 their attempt to uh, have to to step in and stop the segment that we've seen twenty five times, where people try to get someone to name something that she's done. Right. So you get a bunch of people who are at least you know Democratic authority figures, Madeleine Albright, 
um, and Leon, Leon Panetta. Panetta. And you have them come in and say nice things about her, and that's supposed to cover that up, that she didn't actually Hey, did you it. see Bill Clinton said really nice things about Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's a surprise. Bill Clinton loved how the email setup she came up with. Uh, that was wonderful. It's kind of embarrassing. Now, wow. I will say not quite as embarrassing as a potential Jim Webb independent presidential bid, uh, which is... <laughs> <laughs> which is apparently coming your way. Uh, at least he's considering it. Jim Webb uh, considering an independent bid in 2016. His campaign said. Now, you hear these rumors all the time. Donald Trump might run as a third party. Uh, but they're not, it's not the campaign themselves saying it outwardly. Yeah. Jim Webb is actually and saying it. it's usually somebody that someone cares about yeah. running an independent campaign. Like Trump, who has, you know, who's the lead candidate if he doesn't get the nomination. You would care if he ran an independent campaign because it was it would radically hurt, it would crush the uh, candidacy of the Republican. For Jim Webb to run, who's got like zero percent actually, support, uh, let, me, let me give you an update. One? Let me give you a big update right, here, Pat. Big yeah. update coming uh, on Jim Jim Webb's poll numbers. Last uh, last poll, mm -hmm. uh, Hillary Clinton forty nine. 49. Bernie Sanders, 29. 29. Joe Biden, 15. All right. Jim Webb, 2. 2! Whoa! Now what are you going to well, say? Well, I'm going to say, holy cow. Now what are you going to do? Uh, the, you got nothing. Wow. I, I, I misspoke. Yeah. I? Uh, yeah. You Didn't misspoke. I? I misspoke. He's got wild support of 2%. Two, two full percent. <laughs> well, not two full. I was rounded, but still... <laughs> Um, by the way, Lincoln Chafee, um, if you want his uh, recent poll results, mm -hmm. uh, CBS News, uh, zero. Uh, Fox News, zero. CNN, zero. Monmouth, zero. ABC, Washington Post, zero. Yeah, but this is, is this before the debate, the stellar Some of those are pre-debate. Pre okay. Okay, so let's just, was, just the post-debate polls you want? Uh, yeah, just the post-debate okay. because he was awesome okay. at that. Uh, that would be uh, zero. Okay. Uh, zero. So he kind of made an impact. Zero. Yeah. And finally, zero. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's his own fault. He didn't bring up the damn metric system. Right. We it's the whole him. thing we wanted from this we guy. Begged him. We, we said, bring him. the metric system to the table. And what does he do? Nothing. He, he doesn't. Nothing. Yeah, actually, I think he actually did nothing. He did nothing. Uh, he did not bring the metric system. He didn't tell us how wonderful it would be to measure our weights completely differently with, like, she weighs 62 stone instead of, you know, 120 pounds. He didn't, didn't do any of that. <laughs> no. Didn't do that. And so, Bastard. Or, you know, rather than 100 yards on a football field, 110 meters. Mm -hmm. He didn't do any of that. He didn't sell it. And that's how you sell it. You say, like, can you imagine a football field, not 100 yards anymore, but 110 meters. Wouldn't that be great? How'd you like to be on the 53rd meter line? I mean, that would be incredible. Yeah, wouldn't it? It, it incredible. would change the game, frankly. Mm -hmm. It would change the freaking game and finally make it something that somebody would pay attention to. Yeah, which they do not currently. Uh, but he did not uh, sell it. By the way, we haven't talked about these polls in a while. Um, recent polls, post-debate polls in the states. Listen, this is amazing. In Iowa, post-debate Post-debate um, poll, there's no, no post-debate poll, although the last poll had um, Clinton 33, Sanders 28, Biden 22, so really tight. New Hampshire, however, uh, this is uh, since the debate, um, Boston Herald came out with a poll, 38 for Sanders, 30 for Clinton, an eight-point lead. Wow. Now, she had another poll from the Boston Globe where she was actually winning by two, 
Um, but Sanders is actually leading fairly comfortably wow. in New Hampshire. I mean, I think he's going to win New Hampshire. I, at least there's a good chance of it. Um, whether he's going to be able to do anything else. Yeah. Will he win Iowa? Doubt it. If he can't win Iowa, though, he might, it may just the momentum just you know takes Clinton to the. I, I, yeah. I really do. She's you know, with the exception of the Al Gore um, outlying possibility, which is a increasingly uh, impossible. Yeah, I think you know, so. I mean, it's, I think it's now the, the Biden game. is the Gore. Yeah. I mean, and Biden is not Gore. Yeah. No, so, he's, I mean, I no think, he's not. I think Hillary's going to walk to this thing, honestly. I, I, I do, too. And, and fortunately for her, uh, Kevin McCarthy handed her uh, the golden goose by saying that the Benghazi committee was completely political. Yeah. I mean, what a douchebag. He didn't what an, really um, say that, that but he, he yeah. basically he did. did yeah. I mean, he it was more to me. It was quite a bit more than kind of. He's, he's like, you know, we hurt her numbers. We put this together. Look at where her numbers were. Look where they are now. And he attributed it all to the Benghazi committee. And it, I, right. I, I mean, I can't believe you would give her that ammunition. And she's using it like crazy. Every chance she gets, she, she keeps saying that the Republicans. So it makes her look as if she's correct on the right-wing conspiracy theory that she keeps pushing out there. That it's uh, the right wing that is after her, and they're after her for no good reason. Uh, it's it's uh, it's maddening. So, yeah, it really is frustrating. Yeah. Um, and then one of the other people on the committee came out and said virtually the same thing. Uh, and that's when Trey Gowdy finally said, um, "Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about." Jeez. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. Sits behind the, the dugout, the uh, home uh, plate there, and uh, watches the uh, the baseball. Jeffy, how do you like ice cream? <laughs> um, is he still doing uh, Russia? Yeah, today? it looks like he's doing some stuff for RT, and then yeah. he's got some other online stuff. It looks like maybe he's doing a couple a week, a couple of interviews a week. Okay, oh, so that's it. it he's not on every night. Chipping away. He's, yeah. yeah, he's still hanging out. I was reading an article from the New York Times, a puff piece about him, and trying to just scanning it, and it talks about him. Getting up every day and doing the same thing and going to have a bagel with his buds at the bagel <laughs> shop in Beverly Hilton and getting his hair styled daily before he goes to the shop. Just agonizing. Yeah, at the he Beverly gets his Hilton? hair styled every day? Yeah, he goes to some get a stylist every day. Wow. Yeah, he looked so. good, I'll tell you, at the game. <laughs> Did he? Oh, my God. You can tell he, he hits the stylist every day. Well, his I'm wife was talking about how he's obsessed with death. Like, right, he's 81 now, right? 81 or 82, so he's obsessed with death. I'm sure she's just saying, oh, my God, dear Lord, please die. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to live this long after I married I will say he is the single worst-looking 81-year-old I've ever seen in my life. Well, <laughs> oh, that picture of him in the New York Times is good. He's sitting in that chair with those peg-leg legs of his crossed <laughs> is, he, is, is that a recent story in the new york times i think so 
I, isn't that? I mean, that's his. That's the wife that's been with him for a while now, right? Yeah. It's so weird yes. when you when you're watching. It's so distracting with him behind home plate because <laughs> it, it's all you can see They've is Larry King they, sitting there. Did they mention it? Uh, I didn't hear them mention it. I've heard before, though. That did, I've heard them mention it other times, uh, but I didn't well, hear it during the series. If they go out of their way not to now, I mean, they've got that's that's got to be the owner's got to be happy that he's kind of there because it's Larry King. But after a mm. while, it's like, oh man. Well, oh, by the way, did, um, uh, actually, we, I should ask Justin, who's a, uh, who works for uh, the show here and runs the camera, and also is working for the um, uh, for the broadcast for you know uh, the, uh, the the championship series for baseball and you could actually see him in some of the shots as uh, as he's going out but what is the deal with did you see in the blue jays um uh, royals series there's a guy sitting directly behind home plate in a bright red like bright orange marlins jersey it's the no. most bizarre thing i've ever seen like it's like all blue for royals and then <laughs> r- the best seat in the entire stadium is a guy in a r- in a Marlins jersey. Remember we had that story not long ago Weird. about the family that had the uh, oh yeah and they made the him leave. Team that made yeah, they him made leave him and leave. everything. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's again so distracting. It's a sea of blue and there's one orange thing. And for a while I was like, does that guy work there? Is he like a uh, a security guy? And then he stood up at one point. And it was a, it's a Marlins jersey. It's of another team that's not even in the series. Weird. <laughs> Really strange. I got I'll have to get up this. See if we can and get that is look, this last picture that I showed you. It's mm. like August. Really? I mean, yes, yeah, he's a still, month ago. Still, he's still wow. mm. um, yeah. uh, Russia today is still producing some pretty solid journalism. Um, but, uh, and we know that, for, to oh, be a fact. Yeah. Glenn oh. actually hit something today. And, and this one was kind of something that he agreed with, I think, which was, uh, is America a bomb ready to explode? Uh, they made kind of a compelling case. Yeah, here's their, here's their rundown of why it is. Destruction of farms is and reliable food source. Only 2% of the U.S. population lives on farms. Shops have nothing more than a few days' stock. A simple break in that supply line would clear the shops out in days. Yeah, uh, there was a time when America was an uh, agricultural society. We were agrarian, and uh, that time has passed. Yeah, it's long I, past. I don't look at that as necessarily a positive. I, I mean, um, well, you, know, I, 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 you want I, to be able to produce your food, but it's like... I, that's the thing. You know. it, as you become more technologically advanced, the food supply becomes longer and longer, or the food supply chain, it's a longer way from, from where it grows to where you buy it. Yep. And so um, it is a problem if anything goes radically wrong, because... You know, it's not 40% of us anymore that have farms and food and available and you at least know where a farmer is. Now it's 2%. Now it's 2% of us that have farms and, and have grow their own food. And <clears throat> most of us don't live anywhere near a farm. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know where the nearest farm was. Uh, but that's why, you know, we talk about my Patriot Supply all the time because you want to have food on hand. So if anything goes radically wrong... You are prepared. That's what we talk about all the time. Yep. So if that supply chain ever breaks, if there's a disruption in it, then you can still eat. Yeah, and there's levels of preparedness that we talk about. There are certain things, you know, look, at some level, you know, the walking dead you can't prepare for. You really can't. You really you're just, just can't. screwed. At that you're point. At, there's, at some level you're screwed. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on before the walking dead kicks in. Um, I mean, and on the last episode, there was this... Girl, girl wandering Spoiler around. Alert or no? Uh, I don't think so because it's already aired, right? Two days ago. So, yeah, and it's a small part Probably. of it. Okay, sh- a girl's walking, a, a live girl is walking around by herself and she sees this turtle, this huge turtle. She kills it, 
and pulls the innards out of the shell and eats yeah. it. Tur uh, turtles. Turtle, uh, <clears throat> little sushi. rock turtle, oh, turtle sushi. <laughs> yeah, turtle sushi looked good. And I thought the whole time, uh, I don't care how bad things are, I don't think I could kill and eat a turtle. Oh my gosh, I yes. Don't of course, think well, I, I don't know do about it. raw, but I don't know that I could but, do. But that. you know what? Of course you could. I, of right. course, I mean, I, right. and that's, I guess <laughs> I don't know. You don't know what you'll do in, until you're in that situation. Or you can I don't want to be in that situation. Uh, ch cheesy <clears throat> mashed potatoes from my Patriot Supply. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And like you could buy and, uh, and chocolate pudding. Yeah, you know, this is not one of their commercials, but it's like that's where you, like I want to cover myself for those things. Like, yeah. can there be a, a serious interruption in the food supply where you yes. might go for a month or yeah. uh, w without access to actual food? That's possible in a society that is built this way. Um, you know, it's also one of the most amazing societies of all time. And it is a system that can can heal a lot of those disruptions, um, but you you don't know, and why not be prepared for, you know, if you can cover yourself for ninety percent of of what's out there, you got to feel pretty good about yourself. There's always the zombie situation you're not going to be able to cover, um, but you know, if you take those basic steps, you're going to feel better about being covered for those things, and right. it's easy. Plus, what what is what's the downside? You've got inexpensive, good tasting food available to you, yeah. which you're going to eat. When, you know, like Jeffy just walks into the closet sometimes around here and just starts eating, you know. Mm. And just take Pretty by much the, every day. By the handful, the, the chocolate be, pudding the, powder and just mm -hmm. like. It's supposed to be for an emergency, <laughs> and those times are emergencies. Like when you're walking and you're five steps away from the snack <clears throat> aisle? Yes. Okay. Uh, number two. So you got destruction of farms, a reliable food source. You got a weak economic system, according to the Russians. U.S. currency came off the gold standard in 33, severed all links to the gold standard in 71. And since then, we've been linked to oil. Um, so th th that's obviously a problem that we've talked about many times. Yep, Americans increasingly on mind-altering drugs is the, uh, uh, the, the opinion from uh, Russia today, which is basically saying that people are taking a lot of um, antidepressants. Know, antidepressants and things like yeah. that. They're more now, and, and the reason why that's important, you know, look, you could say uh, people are on too many. You could you kind of give the Tom Cruise pitch if you want, where you're kind of like, oh, well, people are on too many of these drugs, and that may, you know, very well be true. The issue, though, is when you're dependent on them, and then we have another, if we have a, a, a supply chain problem, one of the biggest problems is, is not just food, it's also medication. Yeah. If people, people don't have the medication they need past, you know, a few weeks, think about it. When you run out of medication, you can run a CVS, you get your medication. Well, if that's disrupted, that process for a We're couple of months, you know, you could be in some serious trouble. Seriously, yeah. And then the fourth thing they say is morals and decay. I mean, that's pretty and obvious. Actually, we have a, a visual example guy. of that. Oh, I mean, nothing can be farther from the truth than <laughs> morals, and morals and decay. And decay. Um, so, you know, and it's interesting. What we should have done on radio or, or here is to compare this to the communist goals from 1963 that we've talked oh, about many, many times. Hmm. All of these were their goals. Yeah. And they've accomplished them all. Now, uh, they've, they've helped us along the way. Obviously, we've hurt ourselves. Um, but uh, that was one of their goals, was to infiltrate America and help break down our society in this way. Now, Russia has none of these problems. Everything's no, right. fine in Russia. Yeah, that's the thing. Russia actually only has one problem, and we bring to you a fantastic example of it. <laughs> as we can't. resurrect Russian dash cars. Their problem, of course? They can't drive. Driving. They, they can't, can't drive. freaking drive. Watch. Oh, wow. Smash in the back of a semi. All right. Uh, pulling up to a stop sign. Should be normal. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and hit by a semi. Oh, oh no. Semi, semi goes over. Rolls. Remember, no one gets hurt in Russian dash cams. 
Uh, oh, no. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Oh, no. Don't pull out. Don't do it. Oh, no. Oh, why did you do that? Why do you do that? Do um, that? Can you not be careful when you pull out? <laughs> oh, oh, oh we that radio. We get Russian radio jamming. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stop. You need to press the brakes, sir, when you come up on it. <laughs> oh, don't pass. Don't pass. Stop. Don't pass. Oh, no. He's going to pass. Oh, he's not What's passing. He? Oh, he's God, completely man. out of control. He's like lost control. <clears throat> wow. Thank God no one gets hurt in Russian dash cams. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good feeling to know that everything turns out okay. Oh, see... That's, those are the accidents I'm in all the time, is the other car. Yeah. What do you mean you're in all the time? Oh, oh good. The other car. You know, when, when people get into an accident and then they're flying out of control and they hit you, it's uh-huh. not your fault. Sure. No, don't do it, sir. Don't, don't do it. Sir. Don't. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they couldn't hear you. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh no. Well, that's oh, their fault. Oh. They were racing, obviously. There. Yeah. That was uh, yep. not wise. But nobody was injured there which is which is really good that's good uh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is a terrible turn <laughs> all right back in uh, just a second wow. uh, with some uh, history that you didn't know about our father's father Honestly, the biggest problem in America today is we have hor- a horrible foundation for this country. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, finally, people are starting to tell the truth about uh, our history <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, in, our, in public schools specifically. Yeah. Uh, they really do a good job, I think, explaining our history and, you know, where this country's come from. how awful we are? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. how horrible yeah. we are, how, how bad the people yeah. uh, responsible for building this country were. Terrible, terrible people. Oh, you, you don't mean the, the white racist uh, slave owners. I do mean that. Oh, man. Uh, and, in fact, we have uh, some uh, video that we found. Uh, this comes from, uh, I guess, public schools. That your kids are watching this sort of thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, watch this. It's a, another moment in progressive history. Great moments in progressive history. United States of America, 1791. Some textbooks falsely tell a story that the founding fathers of the USA worked day and night and risked their lives to create the greatest nation in the world. This couldn't be more untrue. The founding fathers are more accurately described as a violent college fraternity where drinking, vomiting, and date rape were the norm. Go founders! Look here at Ben Franklin and George Washington. While you may think that they had ideas of building a better society, they were consumed by only three things. Number one, owning more and more slaves. You may have heard Ben Franklin was an abolitionist, but that is absolutely not true if you don't look it up. The number two founding father desire, they strive to make sure that no one in the world would ever be able to practice any religion. The main goal of all the Founding Fathers was to provide Americans with freedom from religion, despite the minor typo that said freedom of religion. Oopsie. And the third priority of the Founders? You guessed it. Poontang, baby. However they could get it with whoever they could get it from, including slaves, the elderly, tree stumps. And once, on his trip across to Delaware, George Washington made sweet, tender love to a passing kraut. No one knows how, but this event indicates that he must have been very, very 
small. In conclusion, the Founding Fathers hated A, everyone who didn't look like them, B, anyone who cared even the slightest bit for any godlike figure, and C, anyone who wouldn't put out on the first day. Of course, even more than all of these things, the Founding Fathers fought mainly for their deep love of Obamacare. You'll find it right there in the Declaration of the Federalist Constitution Amendment Clause 32, 35, 34. <laughs> so there. This has been another great moment in progressive history. Finally, I'm glad wow. that uh, people are starting to learn <clears throat> the truth. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> wow. They did. They, they didn't know. I didn't know that before. I, <laughs> you didn't know? Really? I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Jeffy, uh, no. you had some experience with uh, trout specifically. Oh, some of those trout get pretty big. I mean, they were making some kind of some kind of small joke, but those some of those trout get big. Hmm. All right, um, let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is our phone number. Uh, coming back on the other side, we're going to have um, they get pretty. Big. Yeah, they do. Coming back on the other side, we're going to talk about uh, are we already a socialist country? Because uh, this was something that uh, Bill Maher um, kind of uh, threw out there with, uh, with Bernie. Bernie Sanders the other day. And a lot of conservatives are, are fighting back against that. I, I actually agree with them. Uh, and Al Jazeera has now put a piece together where they're accusing us of it, too. And uh, maybe we should start considering their right. Back in a second. Beck, Pat, and Stu, Bill Maher, and uh, Bernie Sanders got together the other day and <clears throat> talked about the fact that, in Bill Maher's opinion, mm -hmm. America is already a socialist. Bernie Sanders corrected him on that, and he said, no, we're not. And, and, and you know, compared to the way Bernie Sanders would like us to be, we're nowhere near that. But we do have some socialist tendencies. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Major socialist programs uh, that exist. That were installed by these progressives. Mm -hmm. In the uh, 1940s. And by the way, are solely responsible for our debt problems. Yeah. Uh, we, we sit here and we talk about, well, we need to just cut these uh, earmarks. Yeah, yeah, earmarks are a problem. Mm -hmm. I, I would agree. Uh, however, it doesn't make any difference in the grand scheme of things because of progressive policies uh, like such as Medicare, Social Security, things like that. Yeah. Um, and you can say, we can fight about whether they're socials or not, um, <clears throat> which they, they are. are completely. Um, but let's, uh, let's first uh, watch Al Jazeera's opinion, because they are apparently trying to inform us. And they're, they're a good source. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you know they do real news? Oh, sure. Unlike it's, us. It's, uh, it's unbiased. Mm -hmm. Unlike, you know, Fox News. Oh, I hate that. Oh, my god. Oh, or the blaze. Or the blaze. Oh, I hate the blaze. Oh, holy cow. I hate it. No, if you want real news mm -hmm. that's right down the middle... You go here, Al Jazeera. No word strikes more fear into the heart of Fox News anchors. No four syllables shakes the 1% more to its core. 
than socialism. There are many different types of socialists, but the main idea is that the rich and the powerful don't get to call all the shots when it comes to the economy. Oh, but here's okay. the thing that no one will tell you. America is already socialist. Here's why. Americans work like socialists. You know those two days a week where your boss can't berate you? What are they called? The weekend. The weekend was never part of big business's plan. It was fought for and won by the labor movement of the late 19th and early 20th centuries. A labor movement that was full of socialists. In 1938, Congress passed the Fair Labor Standards Act. It established a 40-hour work week, minimum wage, and eliminated child labor. Which is a good thing, unless you run a sweatshop. <laughs> and see, they got a totally American-sounding pretty girl to say all this. Uh, uh, you must be true. That's be an true. American hammering Americans. Uh? You traitor. <laughs> I, we've seen her before for, from other videos for them we? hammering us, haven't we? I don't know. I don't know. I think we have. I got to find it because she, she, it's agonizing. She works for them. She's well, of course she works for them. She's yeah, a spy. I mean, I don't know where they get <laughs> these <a> spy. <laughs> these traitorous <laughs> Americans uh, to, uh, to work for this. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, money. That's what it is. They hired all these people that went on Al Jazeera at the beginning because they overpaid them. Yeah. And uh, they gave, they made them go there. And they spent, what, a billion dollars to get that thing going? Oof, what and a they, disaster. And like 15,000 people a night watch? Yeah. I, it's it's an amazing situation. But, uh, you know, cause more people are watching it right now than saw this on Al Jazeera. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But uh, here's part two of the ways America is already socialist. Whenever you get on a highway, drive over a bridge, use electricity from a dam, or go to a school or hospital, you're probably partaking in American socialism. To pull the country out of the Great Depression, over 30,000 public works programs were sponsored by the government under Franklin D. Roosevelt's New Deal. Infrastructure. Infrastructure that's now crumbling, even with President Obama's 2009 economic stimulus package, which tried to pull us out of the most recent Wall Street-induced financial meltdown. But the New Deal wasn't labeled socialism, except by its critics. FDR defended it, saying, The test of our progress is not whether we add more to the abundance of those who have much. It is whether we provide enough for those who have little. The New Deal also included unemployment insurance and Social Security, making sure that you can get back on your feet when you lose your job and you're taking care of when you get old and crotchety. You could call it big government socialism or yeah. just looking out for one another. No, or no, you could yeah. call it the thing that elongated the Great Depression and made it a Great Depression rather than just a depression. Mm -hmm. It is the thing that stretched out the depression in America from 1932 and 33 when he took over all the way through World War II in 1945 when we finally started pulling out of it. I mean, that, there was rationing going on all the way through World War II. Uh, you, the New Deal was probably the worst thing that ever happened in America. And it's what she says got us through the Great Depression. I mean, unemployment, those were jobs programs. Unemployment was sky high all through the 1930s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. and, and, unbelievable. Uh, so, unbelievable. You know, there's this thing of, and, and this is the reason why this is at some level effective um, to some people is because they defend these programs. The problem here is not Al Jazeera accusing us of having socialist tendencies. Mm -hmm. The problem is a lot of people, including conservatives that normally are against big government programs, defend those programs. 
and they don't recognize that they are socialist programs. Yeah. Now, first of all, they, they are the entire reason we're in financial trouble. This never gets. We can all say they're popular and everyone loves them, but when they're causing a hundred trillion dollars of debt, whether they're good or not is not the issue. It's ruining the country, uh, and you know, at some point, unless you have massive societal change like Bernie Sanders wants, you can't keep these things going. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this is why what he's going to argue is we need these programs, and you, that's why I need to take a lot more of your money. The other thing you could do is change the programs so they really only help the absolute uh, people who absolutely need them the most, mm-hmm. um, creating instead of a, uh, a safety net that catches Bill Gates and Donald Trump, but a safety net that catches only the people who absolutely need it when they are at a time when they absolutely need it. Uh, seems to me a much more rational way of using those programs. And even at that, like, no one is, um, you know, look, there are libertarians out there, and I'm, you know, certainly libertarian-leaning, and I would like to just, you know, take all of those programs and reduce them by a, a very significant percentage. You know, some libertarians would say get rid of them uh, completely. And honestly, if you were to give us all of our money back, you probably could do that. Uh, and most people would be taken care of. But I'm okay with a safety net that is extraordinarily close to the ground. It Mm -hmm. still catches you and keeps you above the ground a little bit. I'm not not for one that keeps you in the penthouse. Um, Or one that lasts your entire life. I mean, you can't can't take $150 which is about where we are now, and have them on these programs indefinitely. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it. I mean, we can't pay for that. And, And you can tax every rich person. You can take every dollar. And it still won't pay for it. Yeah. And, and, and there's one thing that I always love to complain about when we talk about these sorts of things, which is a lot of people will say, well, I paid into those programs. I paid into it and I deserve it. Now, look, you, can, you, made it, you, know, you were in that point, you paid taxes, and you know, I can understand that argument. There, part of me, you know, you're involved in a lot of programs that you pay into. Um, a lot of programs you pay into and there's an issue with, I don't know, you never get anything out of them. That's yeah, kind of how insurance. our society is set up. You, if, you pay, if you don't have right. a car accident, your car insurance goes for nothing. But, and I believe me, I've had many, many years uh, with uh, uh, sky-high insurance rates because I've got 12 traffic tickets uh, where I pay into this little program and I get nothing in return. Nothing. I mean, uh, I think we pay $5,000 a year uh, for our auto insurance between my teenagers and, and me. Um, so... That's just yeah. wasted money. Do, do you get any benefit just from the turtle tunnels? Money. Do you get any benefit no. from like all these things are bad? Um, you know, that's that's what we should expect out of government. And in fact, to keep a government small, it shouldn't be you're getting lots and lots of free things all the time because that's how government grows. It, government doesn't get government gets small when people are frustrated that they're constantly having to give their money to people and not getting anything in return. Um, so that's how government remains small. But beyond that, the, what is worse than a welfare program? Um, and, you know, most conservatives would say, well, welfare, these, you know, it gets, gets abused. We're just giving money away to other people. Welfare programs, I think, honestly, at some level, most people are okay with. I mean, are, are you, you know, do you have a big mm-hmm. problem with some of your tax dollars going to help the uh, disabled orphan uh, that, you know, can't walk and can't feed themselves? Well, you know, I think we're all no. kind of like, all right, like, I obviously. with that. I would prefer it happen through charity, but it's got to happen. Yeah, we got to take care of those people. But beyond that, like, what's worse than that 
is a universal program where people who, even the people who do well, get benefits from the government. Mm -hmm. Even people who succeed in life and own businesses still get Medicare and Social Security. That is the worst of all worlds. It's a, it's a government-induced savings program. They're, they're forcing you to invest your money in a specific way, which obviously we've covered a million times, has terrible returns. They're forcing you to be involved in this system, and then they're giving it to Donald freaking Trump. It, it makes no sense at all. Mm -hmm. The programs are horrible when it comes to the idea that you have a universal program is the worst of all worlds. It's way more liberal than a welfare program. And I will tell you this. As much as they uh, praise FDR for instituting these programs, even he wasn't for these to last forever. Mm -hmm. Even he wasn't for them to be used the way they're being used. They weren't set up like this in the beginning. They just became like this. Uh, and it was Lyndon Johnson who just made them permanent and, and expanded everything and created this great society that you can see as you drive through the Bronx uh, in New York and, and you see building after government building, uh, the, the government housing that is blighted and horrible and... It's nothing but death, drugs, and destruction in there. I mean, it's unbelievable, the society that socialism has wrought. If they would have left us alone, if capitalism would have worked, if they would, al uh, if they would have allowed it to pull us out of the Great Depression, as we did in the 1920s, uh, we would, uh, who knows where we'd be today. Yeah. We'd be so much further down the road to prosperity. We wouldn't be in the we wouldn't be in the financial ruin that we're in now. We'd probably have some debt, but it would be manageable. Uh, we wouldn't be on the brink of disaster. There's just no question. We we would we would be thriving right now instead of on the brink of disaster. I, it's just th this is so ill-informed or disingenuous. I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't know if they really understand what socialism has done, um, and they're they're trying to bring about the destruction of the United States. Or if they really believe it was good and they just don't know what it really did. I, I don't know. I don't know the motives of these people. I can't see into their hearts. But uh, it's the biggest boondoggle in the last hundred years, that's for sure. And for FDR to be continually ranked first or second or third among all-time American presidents hmm. when he was probably close to dead last, it, it's just really a shame. And it, it shows that the education process that she ballyhooed there... Yeah. Uh, is really poor. Right. And to put, uh, you know, I don't know, to really put an exclamation point on it, these are the most disastrous financial policies in world history. Yeah, they are. There's never been a policy other than the ones we're talking about here that have led to $100 trillion of debt. That's never happened before. In any society, even the ever. Weimar Republic didn't have a hundred trillion in debt. <laughs> no, no one ever has. No one's ever been able to be as disastrous as these programs she's praising. No one has ever accomplished it at any level ever. No one has ever put up numbers like that. You know, it's uh, it's it's kind of amazing, and yet, you know, you look at the polls. Look at the polls of uh, Medicare and Social Security approval rating among Republicans. It's not twelve. It's like 80. People love these programs. Is it really for Republicans? Yeah, it's I mean, like 80? I'll, I'll, I'll find you a poll, but it's very high. Wow. Uh, because, wow. look, people look at it and say, well, I'm owed it. 
it's part. You know what? It's part of our society. FDR specifically put, uh, the, particularly the um, uh, the uh, the taxes that pay for Social Security as separate taxes because he wanted them to never go away. He wanted it to be something that you felt like you put into the system, so it was mm-hmm. yours. He wanted you to feel ownership of it because normally, and it's the same thing with Medicare, obviously. Normally, with uh, with other policies outside of these. You pay like you pay a t- an income tax, and with that income tax, they pay for things like you know whatever roads or uh, you know uh, parties at you know shady congressmen's houses and all the things that you know. And you're sitting here and you're going like, why are they wasting our money? You never say that with Social Security because you feel like it's your money into a system. That's not what it is. It's the same process. You're putting your tax dollars, you're giving it to the government, and they're spending it for you. In these particular things, they're spending it on you. Most of the time, they're giving you more money than you're putting in uh, because they take it from other people and give it to you if you're the average person. Um, you know, all these things that conservatives oppose in every other realm of government, they love in these two instances. Oh, they're, which they're is scared to death to say anything against them, yeah. too. And, and, and politicians won't say scared anything. And when death. they do, they get beat up and they lose. But the only reason, the only way you solve that is not to say, well, uh, you know, you're going to come up with some magical solution that's going to keep Medicare and, and Social Security around forever. The way to solve it is to make people understand, mm-hmm. hey, look at what you, you're opposed to Obamacare. Obamacare is to the right of Medicare. It's to the right of Medicare. When Obamacare wanted to, they wanted to be this big thing, and they said, you know what, we want to really go after Obamacare. What were the socialists saying? What was Bernie Sanders saying? I want Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. It's because that program is far to the left of Obamacare. It's not even remotely close. So if you propose, if you like Medicare, but you don't like Obamacare, why? It doesn't make look. It doesn't make any sense. It's a universal program. Everybody gets it. Everybody's in it. Uh, when you get to a certain age, and that sort of thing is 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 really a problem. It's why there's unlimited debt, as, as long as you project that program out. Unlimited. Yeah. We say a hundred trillion. That's because we're limiting the timeline. Right. It's it's actually unlimited. It's, it's debt that that it's it might as well be infinity. It's infinity debt. There's no way to ever pay. Mm-hmm. It's infinity debt. Triple eight seven two seven back. Uh, more patents too coming up. That's what I was saying. We should do more patents too coming up. I was trying to tell you that before, and you're just like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to do more patents too coming up. And I was like, yeah, we should do more patents too coming up. Don't you remember that conversation? We, uh, not, oh my gosh, we had this long conversation about it, and you were like, I don't want to do more patents too coming up, and I was like, no, we got to do more patents too. It's coming up. We got to do it. Hi, I'm Pat, and this is Stu. We're Pat and Stu together, and that's Jeffy over there. Uh, right there, that's him. Ew. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Can we get the Jeffy cam going? Or? No, it's broken. It's oh. broken? Yeah, the Jeffy cam okay. is broken. All right. Okay. Heart me on Facebook, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, well, there's Jeffy Cam right there. There's Jeffy. I thought it was broken. No, no, no we can sure get that fast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was great. That Got a lot of other things we can't fix, but we can get that. Well, well you know why? Because <laughs> because that's important. Yeah. I'll get behind that. <laughs> Don't you dare step out of that blur. People are watching. Unbelievable. 
Um, yeah. So. But but yes, heart me on Facebook. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook. That's not how, what you do on Facebook, but please do that to me as well. <laughs> uh, whatever you do. You don't heart him. No, you like. Them. No, you oh, like. Okay. You well, like that's the same thing. Right? You like the public page. You friend mm -hmm. the private page, right? Don't friend. Don't friend Jeffy's private page. You do not want to. What's be, the you difference? Don't want that in your time. Radio, of course you do. Let me ask you this: feed. What's the difference between liking my page and? Following my page. Okay, this is good. This is a good. This is a good. Pat is learning Facebook. Okay, I am. You are. You're now, going along I, good. This yeah. is like um, about three weeks. A now, person so. who went golfing once teaching golf, but I will <laughs> attempt to explain. <laughs> right. uh, Jeffy's uh, actually more of the expert, I think, on this than anybody. No. But so we, you, you, a public page when you put because you have like your public figure. Pat is a public yeah. figure. Mm. Um, I mean, I know you can't tell by this program, but we're technically public figures. Mm -hmm. So people can like your page. They become essentially fans of that page. Uh -huh. um, where uh, following is a Twitter term more um where you're following someone on twitter um but you uh, can follow because it asked me if i want to follow people on facebook right well you can okay. and, I, and then you're, and then there's public a thing i did someone who's golf twice jeffy <laughs> jeffy when someone yells for duck okay don't look up okay right. um when you if you're your regular facebook page not a mm -hmm. public figure page you friend people Yes. And, you know, they become your friend and they ask, hey, can you be my friend? Yeah, okay. And then you follow each other's timeline. As a public figure, if I click like, then whatever happens on your page, I see. When something happens on your page, I see it. Without in my, following. In my timeline. Or whatever. Well, that's it's kind not, of following. It is following. And it's, okay. it's kind of, it's, it's a way to summarize it. Although not everyone sees everything you post. If Like, so people, if you have, I don't know, how many, what do you have to like, you're over 10,000 right now. Yeah, now, right? You just 11. started your page, which is, yeah. which is great. Um, but not all 11,000 people will see everything you post okay. because they have complicated algorithms that decide who sees what. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. So it's it, because I think, you know. I've noticed, I've noticed since I started this, there are seriously complicated algorithms oh, on yeah. all of this stuff because oh, yeah. every day it's like some newfangled refiguration of how effective my posts are yeah. and oh, yeah. how mm -hmm. it, oh, yeah. many people are liking compared to last week. And yep. I, every week is a new adventure on Facebook. <laughs> it is. And it it's is. like, uh, okay, this is, I, I no, I, I feel it's stressing me out. <laughs> I know it, it, can, it can get to you. It can it get to you. Uh, it does. It does get to you. Yeah, no, because you, you you start to obsess about how many you know. It's it's an how easy many you have, and then you see in. somebody else with like eighty four million people, and you're like, what the hell? Oh yeah, uh, it's I true. I mean, uh, what is this? Who did I see? I saw somebody who I never heard of, with like. Two hundred and sixty-three thousand <laughs> likes or followers oh, yeah. or yeah. whatever. Sure, it's like who is this? Yeah, anybody, any of those uh, little even cheapy TV people that are on any kind of TV show, they all have hundreds of thousands. Jeffy, and they're nobody. It's amazing. Jeffy, you're on a TV show. Yeah, you're, I'm not a cheap though. You're on multiple <laughs> TV <laughs> shows, <laughs> and you have like you don't even have two hundred sixty-three followers. <laughs> I have two hundred and fifty-nine. You have 250. Oh wow, that's pretty good. Wow, now, okay. you have a lot too. Okay. Now, well, you just converted your page though on Facebook. Hey. And Jeffy's more of a Twitter guy, I would say. I do. I like I like Twitter a lot. I mean, you do you like Facebook Twitter more than Facebook? Uh, kind of. Do you really? Yeah, because you know I follow. I got to think though. Twitter seems like. to be a nastier battle to me than Facebook. Well, the other thing Facebook can get nasty, but Twitter is ugly. You got to consider that with Jeffy, short sentences are really yeah. That's yeah, a lot right, of right, right, right. right. Uh, Spoons on Twitter goes it over good. It goes yeah, over really and it doesn't take goes that long. Over good. Um, can I give you some Facebook <laughs> advice though? Sure. Since we're talking about mm -hmm. this, um, it, one way to get a lot of likes is be the first person to post the new Star Wars trailer. 
Yeah. So next time, <laughs> right? Next yes. time you're thinking like, what wow. should I post today? Post right. a new unseen Star Wars <laughs> right? trailer first. That's a good and idea. A lot of people will like it. That a is lot a good of people idea. will yeah, like it. Yeah. Uh, last night, in the the midst of one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my entire life, and that comes from mm. a guy who's a fan of the team that won. That was good. Oh God, was that an awful, ugly, ugly game? I mean. I, Oh, turnovers and penalties and sacks and fumbles and inters. Oh, it was just awful. Neither team looked good at all. It was a 27-7 Eagles win, but it could have been a, a 0-0 tie and both teams ejected from the league. That's how bad it was. <laughs> uh, anyway, in the middle of it was a highlight at halftime. They played the new Star Wars trailer. The only reason um, people were watching really? the stupid yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. So have you guys already posted it on your Facebook page? <laughs> yeah, we both got 300 zillion likes. Yeah, yeah so out of it. just stop. Don't um, even try to catch up. Then. I know. No, I'm That's, trying. Yeah, I'm still we'll, doing it. Trying. You just need a new trailer. Yeah. Okay. We po- we already posted this trailer, so you, you just need to find okay. a new trailer of Star Wars. Right. No one's you ever could seen. post a story that talks about how all the uh, retail sales for the ticket sales because of this trailer crashed. Oh, wait. That's already been done. Never mind. Don't try to catch up. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, here is the actual trailer uh, aired for the first time on Monday Night Football last night uh, for the Star Wars uh, new the uh, The Force Awakens. Who are you? Who are you? I'm no one. I suppose that's uh, Leia's daughter. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. that on Facebook, all right? <laughs> That's great. It looks good. I mean, if that doesn't give you chills. It does. Yeah. It's that important in our yeah. cultural history. It, it, is. Really, it really is. That it big. is. I'm as excited as I, I think I was the first time when I was a sophomore in high school and I couldn't wait for Star Wars to come out and, uh, and got in line 
And, of course, not much of a line in the mean streets of Helena. Too many, too many gang fights <laughs> going on. Yeah, dangerous. dangerous. I don't even know how you, you uh, <laughs> have the guts to do it. <laughs> you don't want to stand outside long. Yeah. Because you won't survive. Why would you want to see more war on the silver screen when you're well, from Helena? Well, because it's kind of a relief from the actual war to okay. see the pretend. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you see a little uh, Han Solo in there? It's interesting to see Han Solo, and we have in several trailers. Yeah. But never Luke. Never Luke. We've not seen Luke We've yet. not seen Luke, right? And, uh, I mean, we see a little Leia there. Yeah. You, you get a quick yeah. glimpse of uh, Quick glimpse Leia. of Leia. Quick glimpse of Harrison Ford as uh, Han. You get Chewie in some of these things. I, was he in that? I th- yeah. I, mm-hmm. think he, I think there was yeah. a quick shot. But still not a single shot of Luke yet. Uh, so, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, look at the poster. Here, do you have the poster? Yeah, yeah, here it is. Look at that. Do you, see, you don't see him in there either. No, you don't. I mean, Harrison Ford is really prominent in that. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's the guy who, you know, uh, even though uh, he's, uh, his recent history with movies has been pretty awful, yeah. uh, he's still stuck around Come for a long, Harrison. long oh, time yeah. after huge, this. Yeah, huge I mean, Harrison like, Ford. You know, for I mean, a while, probably the biggest star in the world. Yeah. Now, some of the recent, I mean, <clears throat> the Indiana Jones Crystal Skull thing was one of the oh, worst geez, movies that of was, all time. That I was, mean, it was... That was a, that was an abortion. It that was, was really really bad. It really was. In fact, I, I want to defund it like Planned Parenthood. Yes, what? it seriously might have been the worst movie of all time. No, especially for a major release like well, that. Well, because no. it, because of what it was tied mm-hmm. to, uh, it was I think one of the worst movies of all time. Because it, if it was just a hey, uh, you know, I don't know, a sequel to the Mummy. For example, the Mummy series with uh, Brendan Those Fraser. Those are all great. Yeah. Uh, no, they yeah. were not. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> it just would have been an awful movie. To, mm-hmm. to tie that to the Indiana Jones legacy is a, is, is a criminal action. It is. And The Hague is looking into it. Are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. There will be people oh, yes. whose heads roll over it. Uh, oh, if they're investigating, oh, yes. then I didn't like it. I didn't like the movie at all. <laughs> now, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's just your automatic response to investigations, isn't it? <laughs> not guilty. I didn't do it. <laughs> So the uh, pre-sale thing did crash Fandango and yeah, other sites. they went down hard. Wow. I mean, if you have to buy a ticket two months in advance, uh, that's... Yeah, you're gonna, I mean, if, you, if you're planning on standing in line the night it opens to get tickets, you might the have... The night oh, it opens? There will be might people have, a month before You might have to go to Montana and actually be in your hometown. Right, you might. Well, I've gone to a, um, a midnight showing of... The last three of those. It's become a tradition oh, really? with Dan, you know, Dan Andrews who's been on, again? The, on the show. He's a huge Star Wars fan. He, the yeah. guy who went to, he went to Iraq. We had him on the show uh, last week. Um, but, you know, he's been a friend, you know, one of my best friends since I was a little kid. And we, so we, you know, watched Star Wars a right. zillion times. And then when they started coming out, the new, th- you know, trilogy, mm-hmm. we went at midnight for all three of them. So, like, I, that's like a tradition now. But I don't know how the hell we're going to get a ticket to this one. Yeah, Very it looks good. like it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. If this isn't the biggest movie of all time, I will be blown away. I mean, in sheer ticket sales. Right, because inflation not adjusted. Not adjusted, right. You would think this has to top a billion dollars. First yes. run. It first run has to go over a billion. Yeah, I mean, they're already talking about uh, breaking the all-time and I mean, records for just opening weekend. Yeah, Low I'll bet you worldwide this does $2 billion in first run. Uh, it's, that would make it the biggest movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's going to be massive. It's going to be massive. And I mean, do you know anybody who's not excited about it? The force. Every once in a while, you'll find somebody who is like 28 years old and has never seen any of them. And you're like, yeah, but still, are you even, a communist but, spy? Right. Well, yes, those people are. Yes. But even people who aren't big Star Wars fans. I mean, like, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but right. I, you got to see it. You have to. It's My a cultural gosh, it's phenomenon. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I'm not. I kind of put myself almost in that same category. Like, I really like those movies, yeah. but like, I'm not. 
uh, you know, I don't. I'm not the guy who bought the blueprints of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, me neither. Like, that's not me neither. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I didn't learn to speak Wookie. Uh, some people uh, have. Wait a minute, I don't know about had that. What? What? You've learned it. You can speak, you speak Wookie all the time. Yes. Go well, ahead. Do I can it. Speak a little Wookie. You do. You speak perfect. Don't try to pretend like yeah. you're. I mean, you might not be fluent, but you know the language. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back is the phone number. Back, back with more Wookie in just a moment. More there is. Coming up. Yes. Yes. No. Oh, yes. Yes. No. No. Seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, this is great, and it makes so much sense. It's uh, it's the world kind of falling into place here, uh, because if you can't afford health insurance, none will be provided for you. It's not like the lawyer thing. I mean, this isn't Fifth Amendment stuff. Um, in fact, this is not in the Constitution at all. This is uh, extra constitutional, if you will, or some people would call it unconstitutional. But those are the silly people. Don't even listen to them. Don't even listen to them. Um, in 2016, this coming year, the federal penalty for not having health insurance is going to jump to $695. Now, that makes so much sense because if you can't afford insurance, then, damn it, you should have to pay another $695, almost $700. Because... You'll be penalized for not having enough well, money. Having to pay for something and then, that's free. Because then, see, not having insurance, then you're then you're forced to pay more, and then you'll be motivated to get a better job and maybe come out of your slump and finally, you know, become a productive member of society. Mm -hmm. Makes total sense uh, from the Obama administration. Why, wait, hold on. Jeffy's saying it doesn't. Let's uh, go to Jeffy. Jeffy, Jeffy why do you think it doesn't? Sense. Can we go to Jeffy on Jeffy Cam, please, so no one <laughs> vomits during this segment? But it doesn't. Why? Make why sense. wouldn't it? <laughs> I love it that. It? That is the greatest invention in the no, history of television. No, there's something wrong with television. the because no, don't I, don't ever step out of that. Don't ever step out of the blur. People really don't like looking at at, at you. Can we go? There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, seriously, why do you think that that's a bad idea? Because it seems to me, to Pat, and if I could just speak for the group here, <laughs> it's a great idea. If, if someone doesn't have money, the best way you can do, uh, the best thing you can do for them right. is to charge them a lot more money, more money. to make sure that, that, that in the future that means they'll try to get money next time. Right. And That's then right. pay for the thing that you require. Now, your thoughts buy. on that, Jeffy. It's worked good for the mob for a number of years, but mm. it's not really that good of an idea. Really? Huh. Well, you know, I, I thought it was Barack Obama himself who, in 2008, said, you know, it, it, this mandatory health insurance thing, the mandate doesn't make any sense because if someone can't afford a home, I, am I going to right? charge them a fee for being homeless? Uh, and I was really moved by that. That was a great point. It was a great point. And uh, hmm. somehow, who, who, who you think it? about that fundamental reasoning. How did he flip on that? How in the hell did he flip on that? That's bizarre. Yeah, I, I had That's a... bizarre. Because to me, there's a part of me at one point that thought, because he obviously 
believed in a, I mean, he ran on a platform which said the mandate, individual <laughs> mandate was dumb. Right. I mean, he because straight Hillary, out called Hillary Clinton Hillary dumb wanted because it. Hillary wanted it. And yeah. so he, they were in a fight. He said, uh, your idea is stupid. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. So part of me thought after the thing passed, which again, he, you know, Obamacare was not designed by Obama per se. It was a, it was a, it was passed through Congress, uh, very in a very shady way. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of me thought, you know what? If he go to, if he was a reasonable person, and a person who actually did want to work with the other side, a reasonable compromise remove the mandate. would be say just remove the mandate. You want to keep your free government programs, right? Whatever. But like, here's something remove where we the this mandate. Is, a violation of everything to force someone to purchase a product from a private company is insane. And you know and what just, happened? And you know who agreed with that? You. So let's just go and we'll just get rid of that. And right. to me, that has always been the most offensive part of Obama. But the problem is, uh, his advisors told him, and the the and and the architects of this plan told him, uh, Mr. President, without the mandate, it completely falls apart. And so he's like, okay, let's go for it. And he ch- completely changed his position. And I don't know how he gets away with this stuff every time. I don't know how Hillary Clinton gets away with it every time. Yep. I don't know how Donald Trump gets away with it every time. But somehow they all skate through these flip-flops and these total fundamental changes in their basic principles. I mean, they argue something so vociferously, so fiercely, and then all of a sudden they're arguing the opposite the next day, mm-hmm. just as fiercely, and they win. How stupid are we as a people? I, it's, in, it's inconceivable. I keep using that word, and I, I, like I don't you. think it means what I think it means. No. Uh, the feds hide a secret list of 11 staggering Obamacare insurers. Just in uh, the last three weeks, five of the original 24 Obama co-ops announced plans to close. Five out of 24 are closing, bringing the total of failures uh, to nine not even two years after, well, I guess it's just two years after the launch, with $2 billion in startup capital from the taxpayers under the Affordable Care Act. Nearly half a million failing co-op customers will have to find new coverage in 2016. More than $900 million of the original $2 billion in loans has been lost. That's amazing. Mm. That is amazing. This, and yet this program... Uh, they continue to say is working, not just working, but working better than they anticipated. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a story too that they they have um, <clears throat> for the election. They gave really low ball estimates of of how many of the people they thought would sign up. It's like uh, four. We think four people will sign up uh, to for Obamacare <laughs> this year. Four, six. <laughs> Wow, we beat expectations by fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, it's like the C, this, the uh, C. I think the C, CBO or the um, uh, I can't remember which freaking one of those uh, abbreviation. It was, CB, it was CBS. CBS, uh, CBS predicted uh, that it was you know mo- you know a couple million people. I mean, we're getting we're giving mm-hmm. free people free money for stuff. So obviously, people are going to sign up for it. Um, and uh, so they had some situation where uh, they they predicted a couple million or something. I don't remember what the number was. And then the the, the Obama administration came back with like. Four people, <laughs> we think four people will sign up. And it's like, all I right. That'd be a good number this year. Yeah, good number. I don't think, you know, probably done. <clears throat> Maybe if we get anybody, we'll be really thrilled. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's kind of, it's, it's funny to watch them play politics with the thing well, they said they'd never play politics and, with. And keep in mind, it was supposed to ensure everybody. 
every American was supposed to be insured. And we're, I don't know, 30 million short of that. It's kind of interesting. And somebody wrote on my Facebook page, and I, I can't verify it, so I haven't really talked about it on radio and whatever. But he said, you know, he's been on hard times. I, I, I forget what he said happened, but it, he doesn't have a job right now. His wife is supporting them both, supporting the family. And she doesn't make very much money. And so they had to go on Obamacare because they, they couldn't afford it. They didn't have any other insurance. So they go on Obamacare. They're legally required to do it. Legally required to do it. Mm. They're being dropped. From Obamacare? From Obamacare. <laughs> That's a rejection. Because they don't make enough money. For Obamacare. For Obamacare. I thought now, that point was... That's kind of what his point was. I thought Obamacare was so that the poor and everybody could have insurance. And he says they're dropping him because they, they think, they've calculated that they can't afford the payments, so they're dropping him. I, what? I, I thought you weren't... That wasn't the point. You, were, you weren't supposed to be dropped. Wasn't the point they'll accept people with pre-existing can, conditions? I've heard tales of that not happening either. Um, uh, this thing, when you listen to people who are on it, uh, the stories are, are absolutely amazing as w at what's going on with this thing. I don't, I don't think we're hearing one one-thousandth of what's going on. I, I don't think so either. But the, uh, a few days ago when Jas Ernest was asked about it, though, this is where you said they were you know, low-balling. Well, he conceded, saying, uh, you know, look, it's not as popular as the administration would like. But uh, I love why, really? why it's the case. Why? Why? Republicans? Republicans. Uh, dishonest Republicans and a confused public. Mm -hmm. See, it's never them. Never them. It's never them. <laughs> They're perfect. It's always the stupidity of them, yes. the American, or those daggone evil Republicans. They've been spreading lies, which has been lies. confusing you because you don't right. understand it. We lies. explain it better. You mean the lies like if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor? <laughs> are those the lies that we're spreading? Or, hmm. If you like your insurance plan, you can keep your insurance plan. Seven hundred times he said that. Just the those lines, though. Yeah, just seven. Why didn't you focus on the one time he said it right? Which was, if you I like mean, your plan, you can keep your plan. Well, I mean, not that one. <laughs> okay, no. you know, well, one of the other times when he, when he also said, I, if you I like your doctor, quote. you can keep your doctor. No, I'm saying that one of the times that wasn't the time that he lied. <laughs> I love the. Yeah. I love the montages because he says it. Over and over and over and oh, yeah. over and over in so many different ways. I, I, honestly, it, it would be funny, but it's not. No. It would be sad, but it's not. What it is, is deserved. All yeah. of us deserve it. Not, a, yeah. Maybe not everyone in this audience. We reelected the but guy. I'm saying, if you, you reelect this guy, you get no, you get no complaints. Mm -hmm. When you, you pass the $15 minimum wage in Seattle and your restaurant goes out of business, you don't get to complain to us. Right. It's your fault. Now, the problem with these policies and why we argue for a small government is because when people make dumb decisions, we all get affected by them. And that's the problem with having large programs like this because we can't get ice. I can't make fun of California for their dumb policies and live in Texas. Because I have to be under the same law as everybody federally. Um, so that, but, you know, look, we had our opportunity here, guys. I we mean, we, the program sure was did. working poorly. It was uh -huh. costing uh, more than double. Double. Uh, it was uh, a pathetic failure. And we still reelected the guy. What, we had your opportunity. What else can the founders do? Yeah, they can construct this. a freaking constitution. It's they can set up elections for us. And you're supposed to be able to react to the information that comes. If you don't, it's really on you. It is. And it's on us, and we're the ones going to get screwed with us. And honestly, <clears throat> as a, speaking as a nation, we deserve 
every bit of it. Well, it's, it's why when people used to say, well, we need term limits, we need term limits. I used to say, we have them. Yeah. They're called elections. Mm -hmm. Use them. But we never do. We don't do it. And that's why now I've come to the conclusion that since elections aren't working, uh, we need term limits. <laughs> Just get these guys the hell out. I am 1,000% for oh, term limits. Geez. I want them more than anything. More patents, too, coming up. Actually, by the way, Jeffrey, I forgot to tell you, you are term limited on this show. Yeah. Uh, really? So yeah, In fact, it, it ended uh, your term. We're aboarding the uh, full term, so bye-bye. Uh, get out. In your 493rd <laughs> trimester, we're uh, out for Spoons. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. It's Pat and Stu with another uh, spoons segment. Can we get a shot of our really cool new Spoons monument? Mm. A monument to Spoons right that there is from a Clay. To spoons right there. Uh, Clay, I mean, I don't know how much time he put into that, but that is awesome. I can tell you it was That's it, a lot. It's know, a lot of time. That's more time than I put into it. More time than Glenn would be comfortable paying him for, I would say, <laughs> yes. is probably the answer to that. Yes. Um, but oh, I don't but care because it's, uh, you know. No, really I, cool. I disagree with that. These are plastic spoons. It didn't take him that long. Yes, it did take him a long time. No, no it looks great. If they're should, real. You should get him in here and ask him how long it took him. But anyway, very cool, and uh, thank you, Clay, for that. Um, we've got a Spoon segment that features uh, some brand-new Hostess product. Yep. Remember when Hostess went out of business? Yep. And then uh, who was it that saved them? Some Mexican company or yep. something? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember the name of the I company. I think it was. But uh, the point of, I think, that was uh, unions. Uh, unions yes. screwed up Hostess for us. Right. But capitalism brought it back. Remember when they were doing this whole thing of... Um, uh, uh, they want to kill Big Bird. Romney wants to get yeah. rid of Big Bird. And we kept saying, um, Big Bird's one of the most beloved characters in childhood. <laughs> like, Big Bird's going to be fine. If you stop giving money to Sesame Street, Big Bird can self-fund. Yeah. Now, I don't know if yeah. some of those other weird creatures on the show can self-fund, but Big Bird's going to be okay. So here's the uh, products. Uh, some Halloween cupcakes, Twinkies, uh, things like this. These oh, are host. not um, stew-friendly. Today? None of them? Uh, none of them are. No, um, you can have the cookie. You can, look at, I can have this. this is Clay's awesome. friend also made these really cool uh, patents, too. Yes. Cookies. We love the dedication. That is really cool. Um, so I can eat this. I'm and going so, to. I'm going to try uh, this new Hostess uh, pumpkin spice filling. Pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, now, is there some sort of animal tendon in this? Yes. Uh, you can. Uh, if, if you want some cow in your uh, baked goods, uh -huh. uh, you can get that. I do. I always want cow You always say that. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And plus, it, it's only like less, minus 2%, right? Minus Yes, it's less than 2%. There you go. That is a really loud wrapping. That's not bad. That is. What? Okay. I can't, uh, sounds like we have a little fire. It is now raining on your windshield. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, cu pumpkin spice Twinkie, how do you feel? Look at it. It's white, too. My, I would have expected it to be pumpkin colored. Right. But, um, mm -hmm. but it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm a little tired of the pumpkin spice thing already, but it's right. good. Oh. These are really good. All right, we've got two cupcakes to eat in a minute. Hurry up. And what was the deal with the cupcakes? There's, a cup, there's one that's candy corn and one that is pumpkin spice as well. Oh, really? Open it! Mm. Well, I want this candy one? corn one. This is candy corn one. Oh, this is a pumpkin spice. Yeah, one. I got it. I'll open it. Just All right. Spice. Jeffy, mm. what do you like on the pumpkin spice uh, cupcake? Oh, not bad. Yeah? It's you like good. that, too? Candy corn cupcake coming up for uh, Pat. Um, the candy corn cupcake. I'm... Just, uh, maybe I didn't get to the candy corn filling. 
Ooh, look, it's kind of flat stuff. Nothing flattened big. a little bit. It just tastes like a regular cupcake to me. Here's your uh, pumpkin spice. Just try that out. I, I feel like a lot of times with candy corn, they just kind of short, short, like, sell it, just make it like white chocolate flavored. Yep. Yeah. Anything with the, uh, yep. with the pumpkin spice? They're okay. Okay. With some sprinkles. With some sprinkles. Final. Yeah, they're all excellent. I'm not super into them, but uh, you can't go wrong. Okay. Pounded okay. down a box of hoses.